Thank you for joining the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues Mitch Jelniger and Jordan Sherman. You may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean? It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity. When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not. Creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD hemp and medical marijuana brand. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders, and reporters in the CBD space. You'll learn how brand protection PR can help your CBD, hemp, or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors. And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started. Well, welcome to the Move the Stairs, episode 81. We're recording on Monday, April 24th, 2023. We're glad you're joining us for today's exciting conversation. You know, today, Mitch, we're going to be joined by Joe Lynn, who we met in March at NOCO, the Hemp Expo in the Colorado Springs. And it was just a fabulous meeting. And like so many business owners, Joe wears so many hats in the hemp world. And when he's not filling orders, he's working on logistics or he's brainstorming ways to keep his company's top of mind with his customers. And he works for works with a number of different brands. He works with Hemp Brand Builders and is the co-founder of the Hoosier, Hemp, Hoosier Hempster Dispensary in Indiana. He also produces Earthmost brands, and we are going to talk to him more in just a minute. That's right, Diane. On our Move the Stairs podcast uh, today, we're going to speak with Joe uh, along the lines of customer loyalty, you know, how he's working to attract new customers and maintain his current customers, all while keeping the many products that he's working with of all of these different brands on the market. He's busy. <laughs> and yeah. you know, building media relations is, uh, of course, very important, which is why we're so excited to talk to Joe about how he represents different hemp brands within that hemp brand builders family uh, to the media. And, you know, when you're wearing so many different hats, blind spots can really open up, leaving your brand vulnerable. So we're going to get expert insight from Joe on how he works to protect the brands that he's building maintaining their resiliency, and we know how important that is. Oh, and it's, I'm going to keep going here. So, <laughs> Sorry about that. So let's get started. Holy moly, it's Monday morning. You have to bear with us here. Um, Joe, thanks so much for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast. Um, first of all, just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, it's a, well, think, first of all, it's a pleasure being here today. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you all at the uh, the Doco Hemp Expo. A uh, little background about myself. I've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years. I've been in the real estate industry, insurance industry. And since 2019, my wife and I have been heavily involved and invested in the hemp industry. And uh, we started off in 2019 in Indiana. It was the uh, first year for hemp to be grown. And uh, we were one of the first farmers in Indiana to be able to uh, bring that back to market. And uh, it was just a great time. We learned a ton. But then we, we since shifted our focus more over to the um, retail, wholesale, and distribution of quality hip and CPD products, whether it be um, uh, things from tinctures to gummies to um, uh, different products and, and proteins, oil, and a nutritional aspect of the hemp industry. So there's a lot of different things that you can do with the plan. We're just super uh, enthusiastic and excited about bringing that to market in different ways. 
Totally agree. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you've had experience in a, in a number of different verticals, Joe. So my question for you, we'll just kind of start right off on the podcast here as you're working to um, develop customer loyalty, you know, how, how are you doing it? How are you standing out um, amongst others in the crowd um, in, you know, there, uh, any of the facets that you're working with currently? Yeah, great question. So, you know, we've uh, tried to find our niche in just bringing unique products to market and to bring quality products to market. So uh, just keeping up with all the industry standards uh, within, you know, having full panel COAs, whenever you're bringing a CBD product to market, um, illustrating the uh, mycotoxin levels, the heavy metal levels, the pesticide herbicide levels. So those quality products um, bringing to market there and uh, really just those unique products too. So We've got a lot of different unique products. You know, everybody knows whenever you have CBD products, you know, there's a lot of tinctures and gummies. So we're like, hey, how can we stand out a little bit more? So uh, a product that, for example, um, that we're rolling out right now uh, is our hemp burger, or I should say our um, a better burger that's a hybrid burger. So it's going to have hemp protein fortified in there with beef, and then it's also going to have fiber in there as well. So for every third pound patty, you're going to have, 30 grams of protein, six grams of fiber. So it's just going to be packed full of uh, the protein and fiber that people are wanting to have in that quality and uh, that, they're, that they're looking for. So we're excited about that. Uh, so bringing those unique products, but then also quality products to market is um, really what we're trying to focus on. Yeah, you know, Joe, you and I, when we talked at NOCO, we were, we were saying that, you know, you say the word hemp. And some people immediately think, well, CBD. Others may think of construction products, fabrics. Yes. There's a whole host of things, right? Mm -hmm. so hemp brand builders, uh, and you assist with that Earth Most Better Burger, which we tried at NOCO. They're very tasty. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of touched on this, but delve into a little further. Of all the different ways you could have gone, why and, and how did you venture into hemp as a food source? Yeah, great question. So uh, we, like many others, went the, the route of uh, trying to uh, market and go to market with cannabinoid products, whether it be CBD or THC products. And with the background of our CEO, uh, his name's David King. Um, he's been a, a true mentor for us in this hemp brand builders and Earthmost arena uh, because he's got 30 years of sales and marketing experience in uh, the retail food category. So um, selling to Aldi and Kroger and Walmart, Costco's, uh, Kroger's of the world are, they're not really up to speed with uh, CBD products per se. Uh, so you go into the stores, for example, if you go into Kroger, they may have some topicals tucked away back there in the pharmacy. So as we're going through talking to all these buyers for these big, bigger chains, we realize that, hey, we need to shift our focus a little bit more. And, and hemp is more than just cannabinoids. So we started digging into the nutritional side of things with proteins and the omega-3, omega-6 oils, and things of that nature. That is more familiar with these retail buyers and actually even our clients in general. I love that B2B strategy that you did because you, you met them where they were and then mm -hmm. took them to the next level as far as education. And that's really cool. In the B2C strategy, I'm really interested in what you're doing to build customer loyalty um, for your burgers as you're getting them out there and people are seeing them and starting to buy them. Yeah, it's just going to be uh, about educating. Uh, we're going to have to educate the consumer on what our products are. 
So a lot of people will want to say that we've got hemp in our burger. They think it's going to be a, a vegetarian or a vegan burger. Uh, where in reality, we're bringing a hybrid burger. So we're meeting people in a, in a, in a middle market, I guess you could say. It's not totally carnivore where it's beef. It's not totally vegan where it's just like all plant-based, but we're going to mix up in, in between. We're excited about uh, doing that educational piece because uh, it's something new to us. And I think it's a little bit new to the market and uh, educating, like you said, the direct consumer. But then we also have to build our marketing strategy uh, when we're rolling out to the big box stores uh, and and the messaging to the buyers and ultimately the decision makers that are going to bring those into those stores. That's great. So, Joe, uh, you may or may not know, but at m Communications, we're all former journalists, um, and we use that experience to help prepare clients to take advantage of every media opportunity that comes their way by positioning them as industry leaders and experts who can give really fantastic interviews. And you're doing a great job, by the way. <laughs> uh, we call this insider media relations, and it's our second pillar of brand protection PR. Yeah, so, Joe, talk about the power of hemp CD, CBD brands reaching out to the media and sharing their story to kind of help their business grow. You you talked about education just a moment ago. So it looks, sounds like you're already pretty active in doing that. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, ever since the beginning being in the hip industry, it's just been an educational piece, educating the consumers, educating the buyers into these retail markets and just uh, focusing on, on those different channels. Right. And um, just going forward with uh, how do we better, do that going forward, right? How do we uh, keep uh, tweaking that messaging piece? And, and PR and education is, is, a, is a, um, a huge piece to any brand. Uh, so, but if you have a, um, a market or an industry that not a lot of people know about, then it's, it makes it even a little bit more difficult. So um, it's just interesting on how we're going to keep tweaking things and how, because uh, hemp's been illegal for 80 years in, in the United States. There's a other markets, Canada, Europe, that have had a hemp legal a lot longer, and they're, maybe their clients or their consumers are a little bit more educated. So just building that here, uh, it's, just, it's, it's exciting. Hopefully that answers your question. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's interesting when we talk to our clients about the importance of working with the media, sometimes we get some pushback because and say, well, we don't want to be necessarily top of mind if there's negative media and there's so much uncertainty out there with all the different types of research that are coming in. So I'm wondering when you put your hemp brand builders hat on, how do you talk about talk about that specific issue to the brands that you're dealing with? Yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a, a scary thing to put yourself out there. Right. It's almost like you're naked. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, am I going to say the wrong thing? Am I going to portray my brand the wrong way? And it's just uh, it comes from a place of fear sometimes, you know, maybe that we feel inadequate or we feel that we're not conveying things the right way. So um, just to overcome those fears and to really show the transparency of your brand, I think that's a lot a lot of people are are looking for the authenticity. Hey, I'm scared sitting here in front of you all a little bit. I'm a little nervous, right? May not come off that way, but internally, I'm a little nervous talking about this stuff and if I'm going to mess up. But I think in order to really, truly build a transparent brand, we have to get out there and do those type of things. Yeah, I agree. 
100% agree. And uh, Joe, you shared with us, you know, that you have a pretty solid working relationship with some reporters. How did you start, you know, I, how did you develop that trust? How did you develop that relationship with the media that you've worked with in the past? Yeah, just trying to provide the best education as possible, you know, with the, the best information that we have currently. So that information changes uh, sometimes, you know, pretty often with uh, maybe it's a study or maybe it's a, uh, just the way we were talking about things then. And then we find out it's something wrong later on. So just wherever we are, the best information that we have to convey, I think uh, to build up trust is, is the best way. And then to be also open to like, oh, wait a minute, that's not the best information now. Let's continue to evolve here. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Jumping in and talking to media, maybe before the media asked to talk to you, if you see something that needs to be said, Yeah, you know, CBD and cannabis business owners are, they're always on the lookout for ways to strengthen their business, build their reputation, or they should be, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we do. We help clients, you know, find the opportunity in every challenge, try to polish that reputation. And most importantly, prepare for the unexpected. No one wants to think about that, but putting that together, that's really building a resilient brand, which, as you might have guessed, is our third pillar of MSD Communications Brand Protection PR, building a resilient brand. That's right. And there's, Joe, there's no need to uh, tell you this, as you already know that (laughs) cannabis and CBD business owners um, are swamped with day-to-day activities. I mean, they just wear so many different hats. Um, You know, we encourage them to take a moment out of their day to share their stories, their background, maybe some of their motivation to enhance their brand reputation and trust. Have you experienced this in the brands that you have worked with that you've had your hands on uh, recently? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, just taking a step outside the box and and doing some different things, right? So um, you had talked about building up resiliency and having some kind of a a plan if something goes wrong, right? And, you know, whenever you brought that up at, at NOCO, it just got my brain spinning like, oh, wow, you know, there's the things that we don't think about. And um, that was a beautiful thing to really start thinking about and honing in on. Yeah, we've got some like little things that we would talk about, but like have some kind of a um, strategy there to where if we have something come up, how are we going to get this messaging out to everybody? Like, hey, this is what's going on. Being as transparent and and on top of things as possible, because in the, the land of social media and instant access, then we have to be able to respond whenever some kind of crisis comes or some kind of um, issue comes up that um, we need to respond to and we need to share to our clients and to our, our, um, our consumers and just everybody in general. So thank you for bringing that up because um, that's building up resiliency. You know, you're going to have those pressures. You're going to have that stress that puts on you, but then be resilient and have some kind of response. I think it's an excellent idea. It's so important. And I think before you even, well, you should think about what those crises are. Before you even do that, it's so important for you to establish yourself as an expert in the field, as a thought leader, so that when those challenges come, whether it's a crisis or an issue, um, you know, that, that when people hear you speak, they know, they already know you, they know where you're coming from. But there's a mm. lot of people out there, they're a little bit hesitant in becoming what we would call a thought leader. How would you counsel them on that? Oh, great question. Um, wow. You know, it's just you got to get outside of your comfort zone. And uh, if you really, truly believe in something, if you truly 
I have passion for something, you got to get outside of your comfort zone and be able to articulate it. Some of the, the best, um, I think, just leaders and in, in, in general in history not only knew their craft very well, but they knew how to articulate it to people and to sell people on that vision. So I would think I would say just, hey, take that step, get outside your comfort zone, do podcasts. And, you know, if people are giving you the opportunity, like I said, very grateful for this opportunity to get out in front of people, then take it and just see where it goes. Yeah, it just just being real and authentic says a lot. I think some people hesitate because they think, well, I don't know how smooth I'm going to be. You don't have to be super slick. You just have to be real and authentic. So that's a good advice. You, you know, you, you, you talked about education and I, that intrigues me because I know a lot of hemp businesses are probably thinking, oh, come on, man, I have so much on my plate. Now what you're asking me to educate consumers, reporters, buyers and retailers. But I, but I, but I think that I see you doing this because that's helping you create that resilient brand, isn't it? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how it, just talk a little bit about how important that is for these businesses to, to engage in that education process. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be able to articulate and to educate, um, you know, what we already know is a hard thing. Uh, so, you know, we already know that uh, hemp and CBD products need to be tested for heavy metals, for pesticides, for um, all those mycotoxins and things of that nature. And, you know, to have a, we, we put a standard on our, our CBD products. And if we're working with a CBD brands to have a, a QR code that will show transparency, right? So that QR code will, whenever you scan it, go to the amount of milligrams that is in the product. If we're going to go into the CBD lands or cannabinoids in general, then it will show the potency of that product. And that, that consumer is actually getting what's advertised on the label and then also go through a, what we call a full panel COA where it hits on those mycotoxins and those heavy metals and um, all those different types of things that can be very harmful because hemp will absorb those heavy metals from the ground. Mm. It's good at remediating soils from conventional farmland whenever they're putting all these pesticides and herbicides and heavy metals and stuff into the ground it's going to absorb that right back up so um and then ultimately go into a product that we consume so to be able to have a product that you can see the transparency behind it is uh, is pretty key it is key and you know what i find interesting is you were talking about the qr codes you know qr codes before covid kind of went away but it seems that during covid everybody started using them again what a great way to fairly easily get your education information as well as your coa information out there where it's not leaflets it's it doesn't take up counter space and whoever you're distributing to um because if you can put that qr code right on your product and 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 tell people this is where you can get some additional information. It seems to make it pretty easy. So I think that's a great idea. You know, I can't thank you enough, Joe, for um, all the insight that you gave us today. That was a great conversation. Well, thank you all. Like I said, I'm so grateful to be here and to, to met you at NOCO. And uh, it was a great conversation there. It was a great conversation today. So I appreciate it very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Man, guys. That was great, wasn't it? I mean, I yeah. loved when he first started talking about when he went to the major outlets, he thought about the major distribution outlets. He thought about where are they and that and how could he differentiate differentiate his earthmost 
burgers. That was fantastic because he, it's not one, it's not vegan, it's not all meat. Um, they don't understand CBD that well, so or they don't understand hemp that well, excuse me. And so he put kind of put that all together to develop this product that answered all those questions. That was very smart. Yeah, and he wasn't bashful about trying to educate even the, the retailers or the buyers, right? And if you think about even where they put it on the shelf, they might right. not just, they, well, I guess I'll put it here. Now, you know, so he was, he was educating them on what the product will do for the consumer, where it should be located, um, just to help them along. So I, I thought it was great that he was willing to reach out and talk to people about the product to educate everybody along the process. Yep. Yeah, and it was interesting too to hear Joe talk about you know what are the stories that we can tell to um, in to to fill what we would call the trust bucket, right? So that in case something happens in the industry, you know you have that that messaging in place ready to go, but you also have some goodwill built up um, that you've already put out there to your stakeholders. I, I thought that was a, a great part and nugget of this conversation today too. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we, we thank you again and thank our special guest, Joe Lynn. He's with Hemp Brand Builders for joining us on this Move the Stairs podcast. Thank you for being here and listening in. We hope you'll join us again for another episode of the Move the Stairs podcast. Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase Move the Stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors. But what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.